the eighteenth day of the month. Concerning God's chosen one, he shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. Isaiah 11, verses 3-4 through four. The meek shall inherit the land, and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. Psalm 37, verse 11. The third beatitude says, Happy the gentle, they shall have the earth for their heritage. Meekness has gotten a bad name in our day. We think the meek are those who allow themselves to be used as doormats. So meekness and weakness have become synonyms. But the translation of the third beatitude, as given above, uses instead the term the gentle. We consider gentleness as a fruit of the Spirit on day 13, and that is a key for our understanding of this and indeed of all the Beatitudes. The meek inherit. They do not earn. The earth is promised to them as their heritage, not their wages. The attributes commended to us are gifts from God, from a God who does not judge by what the eyes see or the ears hear. Thus, this God turns upside down our usual values. Note well that in the Beatitudes, happiness is not promised to the wealthy, the powerful, the glamorous, or those with sex appeal. In that reversal of our usual expectations, we find God's gift to us as strange as it may seem. How should this biblical approach to what is important change your own values, your own estimate of what constitutes success? By the way, how successful do you suppose Jesus was considered to be on the day he died on the cross. Opening Prayer God, your thoughts are not our thoughts, and your ways are not our ways. We confess our bewilderment at learning of the strange values you treasure. Transform us so drastically that we may embrace your ways without fear or embarrassment. Enable us to judge beyond what human eyes can see or ears can hear that you may regard us as the meek, worthy inheritors of your mercy, through Jesus Christ, in whom is true happiness. Amen. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11. Don't bother your head with braggarts, or wish you could succeed like the wicked. In no time they'll shrivel like grass clippings and wilt like cut flowers in the sun. Get insurance with God and do a good deed. Settle down and stick to your last. Keep company with God. Get in on the best. Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. Quiet down before God. Be prayerful before Him. Don't bother with those who climb the ladder, who elbow their way to the top. Bridle your anger, trash your wrath, cool your pipes. It only makes things worse. Before long, the crooks will be bankrupt. God investors will soon own the store. Before you know it, the wicked will have had it. You'll stare at his once famous place and nothing. Down-to-earth people will move in and take over, relishing a huge bonanza. From the book of Job, chapter 40, verses 1 through 24. Then the Lord said to Job, Will the fault finder contend with the Almighty? Let him who reproves God answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am insignificant, 
What can I reply to you? I lay my hand on my mouth. Once I have spoken, and I will not answer even twice, I will add nothing more. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm and said, Now gird up your loins like a man. I will ask you, and you instruct me. Will you really annul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Or do you have an arm like God, and can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with eminence and dignity, and clothe yourself with honor and majesty. Pour out the overflowings of your anger, and look on everyone who is proud and make him low. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them in the dust together, bind them in the hidden place. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. Behold now, behemoth, which I made as well as you, he eats like grass, like an ox. Behold now his strength in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. He bends his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs are like bars of iron. He is the first of the ways of God. Let his maker bring near his sword. Surely the mountains bring him food, and all the beasts of the fields play there. Under the lotus plants he lies down. In the covert of the reeds and the marsh, the lotus plants cover him with shades. The willows of the brook surround him. If a river rages, he is not alarmed. He is confident, though the Jordan rushes to his mouth. Can anyone capture him when he is on watch? With barbs can anyone pierce his nose? From the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 36 to the fifth verse of the sixteenth chapter. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brethren in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord, and see how they are. Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also. But Paul kept insisting that they should not take him along, who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another. And Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away the Cyprus, But Paul chose Silas and left, being committed by the brethren to the grace of the Lord. And he was traveling through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek, and he was well spoken of by the brethren who were in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted this man to go with him, and he took him and circumcised him because the Jews were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. Now while they were passing through the cities, they were delivering the decrees which had been decided upon by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem for them to observe. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number daily. From the Gospel according to John, the 11th chapter, verse 55, through the 8th verse of the 12th chapter. Now the Passover of the Jews were near, and many went up to Jerusalem out of the country before the Passover to purify themselves. So they were asking for Jesus, and were saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he will not come to the feast at all? And the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it, so that they might seize him. Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving. But Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples who intended to betray him, said, 
Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to poor people? Now he said this, not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief, and as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Therefore Jesus said, Let her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup. By these gifts grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation that they may be worthy disciples. Remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. This is a prayer from the handbook for those who wrestle with substance abuse. Uh, It's an Irish Catholic bishop's response. A prayer entitled, When in Debt. Lord, I am in trouble. I owe money everywhere, and I just can't cope. Give me the courage to place my affairs in the hands of someone who can help or advise. I know my pride has been wounded, but help me to find a solution before things get worse. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Current Ecumenical Text Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.